Have you ever heard of a case where the suspect is actually the victim? Investigators had no idea while questioning wounded Ryan Waller, making his interrogation video the worst one we have ever seen. At the end of this episode, many of you are going to question how did investigators mess this one up? This case story contains graphic and shocking content. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, if you're a fan of dark mystery stories along with true crime cases, then you're listening to the right podcast. I'll be uploading once a week, typically every Thursday. Now, if that sounds like your cup of tea, then all you have to do is hit the five-star review button and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now make sure there are no snakes lingering in your basement and let's get into it. Twenty-one-year-old Ryan and his girlfriend Heather Kwan had been dating for a couple of years. They lived together and were going pretty strong in their relationship. But unfortunately, on December 23, 2006, their lives took a turn for the worst. After missing some Christmas festivities a couple days later, family members became concerned for their well-being after not hearing back, so they decided to send the police over there for a welfare check. When police arrived to their place in Arizona, they knocked on the door but nobody answered. The police called out letting them know that they were there to do a welfare check and to make sure everything was okay. That's when Ryan opened the door for them. He had this huge black eye with a wound on his nose. They asked them what happened and he told them that he didn't know. So that's when they turned their attention towards the woman who was laying on the couch, Heather. Ryan told officers that she was sleeping, but they told him that they would have to go in and check on her because his father was concerned that they didn't show up to any of the Christmas festivities that day. He started acting really weird and wasn't comfortable with the police being there. But when they went in, they noticed that Heather wasn't sleeping. She was dead with a gunshot wound to her head and had been there for the past couple of days. Ryan was arrested but seemed very confused. He was taken to the Phoenix police station for questioning while the crime scene back at his place was being analyzed. This was all on December 26th at around 5 a.m. Now, police showed up for the welfare check on Christmas Day, December 25th, but they held him in their patrol car and didn't take him in for questioning until December 26th at around 5 a.m. You could go ahead and look up the full interrogation video on YouTube, but I'm also going to add a link of it on here so that you can watch it. During those long hours, Ryan's answers weren't making any sense, leaving the investigator stumbled on what really happened. I don't know what happened, okay? So I'm going to read you something to make sure you understand your rights, okay? Basically, I'm going to read it. You've seen cops before, right? Ever seen a TV show cops or CSI or anything like that? Okay. Ever seen that? No. You've never seen any kind of cop show? Lawyer show? Any kind of show? Yeah. Okay. I want you to listen up real closely. Okay, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can't be used against you in a court of law. He was very uncomfortable and seemed to be acting strange the entire time. Police noticed the bruises on Ryan's face, but figured it was from a fight with Heather or possibly a self-inflicted injury. When he was asked if he had a girlfriend and if Heather was his girlfriend, Ryan kept changing his answers. Do you have a girlfriend? Mm. No. You know a girl named Heather? Mm-hmm. 
You know Heather's last name? Mm-hmm. What is Heather's last name? Um, the one that lives there right now? I guess, I don't know. If her name's Heather, what's her last name? Um... I don't know which name she's trying to use as her last one. She's trying to have a real last as her nickname. They believe that Ryan killed Heather, but they were trying to get specific details out of him. During the interrogation, he mentions how there were two to three people in the house with them. Ryan? Huh? Huh? There's what? a dead girl in your living room. She's dead? Yes. Heather? I don't know. I want to know what happened in your house last night. The girl on the couch is dead? I don't know. If she's on the couch, she's dead. Well, these people came over. Richie and his dad. With shooting arrow, bow, and darts. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They hit me and her with those. That's it. And the Heather wasn't there. And Eric wasn't there. It was just me. Heather's. He has his hand on his head. He kept placing his feet on the table. He was just acting very strange and very uncomfortable the whole entire time. If you really pay attention to the interrogation clips, you can tell Ryan sounds very uneasy. But I'm just an armchair detective, so what do I know? However, near the end of the interrogation, the investigator pays closer attention to Ryan's wounds. That's when he notices that his wounds are actually bullet holes. Four of them. That's right. Four bullet holes had been there since December 23rd. And investigators didn't realize it till the end of questioning. See, that night when Ryan and Heather were enjoying a cute pizza movie date night together at their home, which was two days before the welfare check, two men broke in. 23-year-old Richie Carver and his dad, Larry Carver. These were the two people that Ryan mentioned while being questioned. But he was all over the place with his answers, making it difficult for anyone to believe him at the time. Richie was a former roommate of Ryan and Heather's who had lived with them a month prior until he started hitting on Heather, which caused an altercation between both men. Richie was kicked out of their home and due to anger and rage, he came back a month later for revenge with the help of his dad, Larry. On December 23rd, when Ryan noticed Richie and his father through his back door window, Ryan held the door shut so that they wouldn't be able to come in. But as they tried opening it, Larry took his gun out and shot Ryan twice in the face. One of the bullets went in through his nose and out the other side, causing two holes to his nose, but then traveled into his eye and got trapped in his brain, causing six pieces of his skull to shatter. The second bullet was shot and hit the side of his head, which traveled through his skull, causing him to drop to the ground. They thought he was dead, and they got into the house from that back slide door. Richie walked towards Heather, who was crouched by the couch, and shot her, causing her to die right away. Richie and Larry thought Ryan was dead, too. They stole some things in the house, and they fled the scene. But Ryan wasn't dead. 
he was suffering a brain damage. When he got up from the floor, he thought Heather was sleeping on the couch, so he went to his room and fell asleep too. The next day on the 24th, he thought Heather was still sleeping and roamed around the house, not being able to perceive what was happening due to his brain injuries. He went to sleep again and woke up on Christmas Day, the 25th, which was the same day officers did the welfare check. After seeing Heather, they assumed Ryan was the one who had killed her and didn't know his wounds were bullet holes until near the end of the interrogation. He never received any medical care for more than six hours while being with cops, along with all of the other hours he spent at home with no care, which explains his behavior and comments during questioning. There was so much bleeding in his head, causing more and more damage as time went on. The issue was that nobody took his wounds seriously, and unfortunately, this caused life-threatening issues for Ryan. When the investigator was confused by Ryan's behavior and answers during questioning, that's when he finally took a closer look at him, noticing the bullet wounds and calling an ambulance. Mind you, the interrogation was for two hours until he noticed this. Ryan's life was saved with extensive surgery, but unfortunately, he died 10 years later in 2016 from a seizure. His left eye had to be removed during that surgery, along with portions of his brain. He lost the ability to live a normal life due to his wounds and not getting the help on time. Ryan did have to live with his parents, and they became his caretaker. As for Richie and Larry, they were caught and convicted for their crimes after Larry's wife told cops what had happened due to his confession to her. Heather's family wants her to be remembered as a ray of sunshine who helped unprivileged children over the weekends and was also an inspiring lawyer. When people listen to this case, they always ask if Ryan's family ever sued law enforcement. And during that time, they didn't. They always mention that a lawsuit wouldn't bring their son back. And that's all they want. Sad endings are always so unfortunate. My thoughts and prayers are with both families affected. Thank you for listening. I release a bunch of content similar to this case on my TikTok and YouTube channel. My username is my name, Marianne Nafsu, and I'll go ahead and add the links in the description below. I'll speak to you soon and remember to stay safe because this world is crazy.